Hi, ladies. This is Alina. In this part one episode, we're going to be diving deeper into the concept of effective communication and sharing some knowledge on how to read the room and the people around you. Hello, everyone. This is Kaneke, and I am super excited to unpack with you today framework and techniques to help you communicate better. In our part two episode, we will be sharing our real life examples and scenarios from our intimate relationship dynamics. Have you ever caught yourself being misunderstood or being frustrated with someone whilst they're speaking to you? Well, today's podcast is all about learning more around different communication styles. Misunderstanding happens not because of what has been said, but in fact, as the result of what has not been said. Mm, I love that. And I'm personally super excited to unpack this concept with you because our personal relationship and our mentorship has been around all of these psychometric analysis that we're going to be unpacking in this episode. So I'm super excited to be diving deeper and learning more. And Kanike, a question for you. Given your extensive expertise in psychometric analysis Aww. and research, could you perhaps share share today your favorite model or framework or perhaps a technique on how you help other people communicate better with each other. Out of many, many available psychometric assessment tools that are available nowadays in the market, I can't say there is one that I love. I mean, I am the biggest fan of Gallup Strength Finder, 100%. Mm. But if I look from the communication standpoint, when people come to me for coaching mm -hmm. or when they struggle, as I said, to understand somebody or get frustrated with other people, the easiest mm -hmm. or the simplest to apply and use and leverage in a day-to-day -day interactions with people is a framework called DISC. And I'm mm -hmm. sure a lot of our listeners probably have heard of that or even completed the psychometric. I find it very simple to use because it's all about observing the behavior of other people. Mm, my favorite thing to do. Do you want to know more what DISC? Meets. Oh yeah, absolutely. DISC stands for D for dominance, I for influence, S for steadiness, and C for compliance or conscientiousness. Different resources use it differently. I don't want to dive into the all these theoretical descriptions of that and I'm going to bore our listeners. So I think I'd rather give descriptors of each of these definitions so that people could listen and they could relate to that and it would make sense mm -hmm. to them, right? Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Sure. So if we start with the first letter, which stands for dominance, these are the people that you could easily observe, catch them at work or in a personal space around you very easily. Generally, these are the people that are very confident in the way they talk, in the way they walk. Everything is all about assertiveness, confidence, sense of worth. They know their sense of worth. They know their truth. They are quite comfortable challenging people. They are quite comfortable and they like to be challenged by other people too. For them, it's all about efficiency. For them, it's all about getting the job done, achieving the results. Whatever the resources they have at hand, it all should be targeted towards accomplishing things. So for them, time really matters. It can't be mm -hmm. wasted on anything else aside from achieving those goals, achieving those results. Mm -hmm. So in terms of behaviors, you can see them doing a lot of things at the same time. You could be speaking to them and at the same time they could be on the phone and then speak back to you. And the next thing you see, they're typing something in their laptop and you feel like, oh, is she listening to me? 
<laughs> they are. They genuinely trying to do many things at the same time. The mm. world inside their head is like boiling. Lots of things are happening and they want to do this and they're quite comfortable giving instructions to other people. Hey, why don't you do this and you do this and you do this. And they're very comfortable being in front, having the power in their hands and just marshalling everybody and everything around them towards achieving those goals. Hmm, that's so interesting. Yeah, that presence, you know, that executive presence, I would say, that mm, charisma mm-hmm. and power, invisible, they just have it. Mm, mm, interesting. How about influence? Yeah, influence. Another one that you can easily spot because these are the individuals all about relationships. Not mm. necessarily the depth of relationship, but many different acquaintances that they make around mm-hmm. the room. They come in, mm-hmm. they're full of joy, optimism, enthusiastic. <laughs> they joke around, they're full of stories. People love being around them because they're so positive. They've mm. got this amazing energy around them. And they know like 95% of the colleagues at work. They mm. may not necessarily know them in depth, but they know you know the basics and people know them too because <laughs> they're like oh my gosh do you know what i've done on the weekend and this da, da, da. so they're very verbal mm-hmm. they're quite generous around when it comes to compliments and they like to dress to impress they usually are very well dressed and you can easily spot them because for them what people think about them really is important and they want to mm-hmm. be and they want to be liked. Their biggest fear, in fact, is being rejected in any form. Does not necessarily mean that rejecting, ignored, but even if they come up with a silly idea and if you just don't even listen to it and you cut it off, that's also a form of rejection. So, you know, these are the people who are craving for that attention, recognition, they're talkative, they're joyful. You get what I'm talking now, the, the, the description of the influence. For sure, it's so interesting how you explain those because <clears throat> even those two, you know, I could definitely think of you people at work that exude those two different themes so i'm really interested okay how about steadiness okay steadiness similar to people who have preference towards influence people have preference towards steadiness for them it's all about relationship but here not the number of people they know but the depth of the relationship that they build with people so Mm. for them it could be just two or three people but they would give their full heart and soul towards those relationships. Mm. Whether it's at work, whether it's a personal space. Again, you can spot them easily in terms of behavior because they are never in a hurry. So if we look mm. at the first one, people have preference towards dominance. They are quite mm-hmm. in a hurry because for them, time is money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For steadiness, mm-hmm. never in a hurry. They don't dress up to impress. They dress up in things that they feel comfortable in. Mm-hmm. They don't care if it doesn't look fancy. <laughs> <laughs> or if it's not a designer clothing, as long as they feel comfortable in it, they're okay with that. So in terms mm-hmm. of the pace of walk, pace of work, pace of talk, they are much slower. Mm. They are in that moment. And that's why they don't like to be pushed. They don't like to be heard. They don't like to be micro. Have you done it? Have you done it? Have you done it? They genuinely <laughs> like to work at one thing at a time. They can't multitask mm. because for them, it's, it, it, it gets very stressful. It causes anxiety. So they like to work at one thing at a time, mm. ideally at their own pace. Mm. Mm-hmm. But these mm-hmm. are the people, you know, when, when you want something from them, if you belong to that selective group of people they're very comfortable with, you can bring them at 12 midnight and say, hey, I need the help. And they will, they'll give anything they can. But in return, they expect the same because if you don't well 
blacklisted forever. Interesting. <laughs> and next one okay. is compliance. Ooh, okay. Yeah, compliance or conscientiousness, whichever way people like to use it. Again, you can spot them. Compliance is very similar towards dominance in a sense of it's all about getting the job done, but they are the introverted version of dominance. So these are the individuals you can spot them because they are the quietest one. These are the people that you would rarely see. They would try to be behind the scene hard work. These are the people who are very private. These are the people who don't want to know anything about your personal thing that you do on the weekends or what are you planning to do and they don't want to tell you anything about them on a personal space either they come to work to meet people for the sake of getting the results mm. they are not really interested in who you are as an individual <laughs> for them it's all about let's get the job done ideally tell me exactly what you want very very clear expectations and then just leave me alone yeah tell me what you need tell me how you need, tell me when you need it done and then if, leave me alone and then yes. leave <laughs> They can't tolerate people who are slow. They can't tolerate people who can't get the job done. They generally don't like depending on other individuals. That's why they are at their best when they work on their own by themselves. They are mm. the solo hard workers behind the scenes. All they need from you is just clear expectations of what you need from them. As clear as possible because once they get the understanding of what you want from them, they'll produce the best possible outcome that you expect from them because they mm. are the highly perfectionist one and they've got the lowest self-confidence about themselves as a the result of that. They are their biggest critiques. So interesting. And there were so many things that you said that I I would love for you to perhaps clarify. First of question course. is, you know, we know that DISC is often used at a work setting and I'm sure a lot of people listening to us perhaps have taken this at some sort of work capacity. What I'm wondering is, how does this apply to our friends and circles? And another thing I wanted to ask you is, you mentioned that compliance is introverted. So it does sound like some of these themes can be, I would say, categorized under extroversion, introversion. So question for you. How does this apply to friends and how would you organize these under two themes? Ooh, good questions, Alina. Thank you. First question, <laughs> is it applicable to friends? Yes. Because we speak around behaviors of people, whether it's at work or in a personal settings, doesn't matter. I have been applying it in my personal settings. I've got a husband. I've got two boys that are complete opposite of each other. Me and my husband, we are complete opposite of each other. And it makes so much sense. I have my sisters. I've got my parents and I am, am constantly applying that. Mm. in my communication with them. And it makes our life so much easier because as mm. I said earlier, misunderstanding happens as the result of what has not been said. With the help of DISC, it allows me, and now because I educate my husband too, and my kids too, and my parents on the differences between people preferences and how it could sometimes be misunderstood by people and potentially lead to conflict. And it's been super duper helpful in communicating so that they understand me and I understand mm. them. Mm. Okay, and question two, introversion, extroversion. The easiest way for me to segregate is dominance and influence. They are the extroverted side. Steadiness and compliance, they are the introverted side. Yeah, that would make and sense. The only difference, dominance is the extroverted version focusing on the results. Compliance is the introverted version focusing on the results. So the focus, the target is the same results, but dominance is more extroverted compliance is more introverted. The same for influence and steadiness. Both are around relationship, but influence is all about extroverted version 
focusing on relationships with other people out there, speaking, talking, connecting with people, charming them. Steadiness is more introverted version of relationship. It's all about the depth of the relationships. And I think it's important to also explain the difference between extroversion and introversion for those people perhaps don't know the exact uh, definition. Extroversion are just people that recharge by speaking with others. They build on ideas through their conversation with others. And introversion are the people that I would say think before they speak and then they recharge with alone time. So I think a lot of people confuse introversion with shyness. Mm -hmm. I think it's a biggest misconception because introverted people can be the most charming people. It's just these are the people that tend to navigate to recharging by themselves as opposed to extroverted that have this need to be surrounded with people and to bounce off ideas with each other. So question for you, Kinnikin, next one. You know, as you were explaining dominance, influence, steadiness, compliance, I'm sure a lot of people were listening and perhaps for me personally, I could relate to a lot, like all of them, just a little bit. So I'm really curious, can people have all of these or do they lead with just one or do they have two? When you complete the assessment, the results could be various depends on individual's response to the to the questions but usually the descriptions that i've just given you it's a pure description of a pure 100% person who has a preference towards d or person has a preference towards i it's 100% of that in reality most of the time people do have a mix of two letters or three letters some people could very strong 100% one letter only we wouldn't have people who would have all four letters because then it means we're superhumans mm-hmm. maybe he or she needs to see uh, and get seek some professional help it could be a mix of two letters three letters or just one letter hmm. interesting and next question is could these change over time or over the years usually if you go through any psychometric assessment there's always one response to that which is we would in our core we would always remain as is mm. unless we have experienced a life-changing event that changed us completely, transformed us or moved us into somebody else that we never were. That could be the case of when we might change our preferences. However, any psychometric, as we said, it's a mixture of, I guess, nature and nurture. The core would always be the same. So if I have done this instrument when I was 16, you know me, I'm like super extrovert. (laughs) I would still be highly extreme extrovert as when I do it now. The only difference with age, we get more curious as humans to explore the other side of us that we never had within us naturally. And that's how we start developing and becoming more balanced. And that's why people say, oh, but Kiki, I'm not longer so introverted. I think I'm so extroverted. Or extroverts usually come to me and like, oh, but I feel like I'm introverted now. No, 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 no. The core would still be as is. But we are more aware of those differences and we try to discover the other sides of us that we have never explored earlier. Very interesting. Thank you so much for sharing. And my next question is, could you perhaps share examples on how we can adapt to each of these categories? In terms of adapting your approach to different people depending on what their preferences are is a very easiest way for you to demonstrate that you understand them and for them to understand you. I always say, if you want to get someone's attention, you must speak their language. Because if you're going to be speaking your language, they will not hear you. You will not draw the attention. So if we look at the individuals who have preference for D, because for them, it's all about efficiency and getting the job done. Your focus should be on the same spectrum. What it means, it means no chit chats, 
It means being organized, getting the job done, focusing on what can we do to move forward, progress. Let them be in charge. People want to be in charge, let them be so. It's okay, you want to be in charge? Here we go. You lead, you tell me, tell me what you think. It means be to the point. When it comes to the emails, I always say use bullet points, ideally. Avoid saying, I hope you had a wonderful weekend. (laughs) Because they jump straight to what you want from me. Ideally, highlight what you want from them in the email because if you send them a long email guess what they won't even read it and you have to follow up with them and say can I follow up with you no 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 so ideally highlight <laughs> these are the people in the email sometimes they would in the subject line they will already list the question in it <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny because I feel like I do that sometimes I definitely I think from my experience I'm an I and a D so the D definitely shines through but then my influence like hi I hope you have a great day here's what I need <laughs> people who preference towards D they could be misunderstood or misperceived in a more negative connotation coming across as a bit more pushes a bit more demanding as a bit more impatient and even those emails people might think and they might take it personally which is not the case that's just the way they're wired and that's how they communicate it doesn't mean they want to be mean to you it's the language of communication generally how about all of the rest would say influencing for example for influence what do they look for when they're in communication or relationship how would they want to be talked to with people who have preference towards influence it's all about them so they want to be listened to because they're full of stories because they want to talk about them everything should be me myself and i with them it should be praising them recognizing them be generous in your adjectives don't say just good job take oh my gosh that has been amazing job <laughs> that's the difference so if you have a person who has preference towards d and you, when you get the job done they'll probably tell you okay good job move on to the next task but if the employee or your colleague has a preference towards i that's not enough they are mm-hmm. seeking and waiting for more okay tell me how awesome i am tell me what you loved about the email that i've done or the presentation that i've prepared tell me more they basically need more attention they need more recognition they need more validation remember they operate from the fear of being rejected and they need mm-hmm. constant recognition for the work that they've done mm-hmm. one-on-one communication one-on-one meetings throughout the week at least once a week because if they don't have that regular validation of the things that they've done well or not so done well they feel like they lose the compass so it is important mm-hmm. just be with them give them the time attention recognition and appreciation in a very vivid with colorful descriptions basically interesting okay with people who have preference towards s for them it's all about sincerity if you i tell people be sincere but if you can't be sincere don't fake it because they just they feel it intuitively <laughs> they sniff and they it. see right through it <laughs> <laughs> Yes, for them, as I said, depth is important. So it's important to know all the important dates or values of this individual. Understand mm. what is really important for them. It could be their spouse, it could be their kids, grandparents, it could be their pets, whoever. Write down their birthdays. If they get sick, you follow up with them. Write a message, hey, how are you feeling? Do you need anything from me? If they move the house, if they went for a vacation, you follow up. Ideally, I always say, write down in a calendar or somewhere in your calendar or a reminder that, you know, I had conversation with Alina. She mentioned it. So I'm going to follow up with Alina after 10 days and check on her. So for them, when you make them feel that you listen to them and you remember 
what's important to them, that's when they feel they, they can trust you. Because for them, trust is important. Trust needs to be earned over years, over a lot mm. of period of time. And don't push them. Don't hurry them. Respect their pace and be comfortable. Slow down yourself. Because <laughs> if you have preference towards D or I, for example, Alina, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have a colleague who have preference towards S, you could come across a bit impatient. And these individuals mm-hmm. could really frustrate you because according to you, they could be a bit too slow. But it's not mm-hmm. too slow. It's their pace that they're comfortable with. So it's important to be more mindful and remind yourself that, okay, this is my pace, but it's not the only pace. People have different learning pace. People have different working pace. People have different pace in general. So expect them to complete one thing at a time and expect them to take a lot of time compared to what you would normally take. Interesting. And how about compliance? What did they need? Ah, easy. They need clear expectations, clarity, as much mm. clarity as possible because they are the highly perfectionist one. They don't like vague stuff. So again, if you are an employee who have preference towards D and you just have the vision oh I want this <laughs> it's not helpful for an employee or colleague who has preference towards C because they need as many details and clarity as possible because they're highly perfectionist they'll put all the heart and soul in producing that perfect result and product and the moment you come back and you say oh actually uh, I changed my mind <laughs> I want this to be this and I want this to be that. You ruined it because now they are upset. They are expecting you to express your clear expectations up front. Ideally, if you have a template, if you have a visual, if you have as many details as possible, that would be super helpful. And leave them alone in terms of their privacy. Don't try to get to know them and don't bore them with your personal information because they're not interested. These are all so interesting. And I think the most important point that we want to make here is that we are all diverse and we all have different tendencies and we all exude different communication essences. So I love that you go so deeply into each of them because we all can do a better job communicating in a way that other people understand us. I think that maybe some people think it's, you know, people pleasing or adapting, but I think that adapting is key. Adapting to other people's communication is key to building long-lasting relationships. So perhaps, you know, I'm curious, how did this knowledge help you in your life? Maybe share an example on how you applied it or how you uh, use it in your family dynamic, because I'm sure a lot of women can relate and they could learn more about it through these practical examples. Sure. I think we will deep dive into the second episode of this podcast where we will dive into more real life examples. But today I'll probably give a, a very brief one. I guess the mm-hmm. difference between mm-hmm. extroversion and introversion, because as I told earlier, my, me and my husband, we are complete opposites of each other. And him being a highly, highly introverted individual, knowing that I respect and I give him space, I give him time. So a, a younger Kaniki would be like, oh my gosh, tell me how was your day? What did you do? Da, 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 da. You know, especially during my maternity leave when I was sitting at home and I was so bored. But now... <laughs> But now I know he needs space. After work, he comes back. He's done a lot of interaction. He spoke to a lot of people, which means he's so tired. And he needs that 20 minutes on his own with his MacBook or with his PS5, whatever he's doing, just to recharge. And I'm completely comfortable with that. Let's dive into these more examples in our second episode. Okay, perfect. So I guess to wrap it up, I would like to pose this question to our wonderful audience who come back to this episode to listen and grow. We appreciate all of you. So the question for you is, perhaps, can you think of the time when you struggled to communicate with someone? 
how would you approach it differently now that you know we're all different and we all communicate and perceive information differently? Wonderful. And let's finish off with our beautiful, magical affirmations. My words have power. I have the courage to speak up. My desires and needs matter and my voice deserves to be heard. Mm. That's all for today. My name is Kanike. And my name is Alina. Till next time.